There are two women left, Colombia and Philippines. Please join me over here. Miss Universe 2015 is Okay, folks, uh, th there's, I have to apologize. Miss Universe 2015 is Philippines. Can you imagine how awkward was that? Poor Miss Columbia. Got a feel for her, don't you? I mean, the crown was right there on her head. Other than it be taken away and given to someone else. How devastating. But of course, with, with millions of people watching on, what could poor Miss Columbia do? Nothing but smile. Yep, just keep on smiling. Poor thing. What an awful mix-up. But you know, it's not the first time a crown has been given to the wrong person. Someone to whom it didn't belong. But as we'll see today, it's one crowning mix-up we can all be very grateful for. Uh, today is, of course, Good Friday, a, a day in which we remember the death of God's Son, Jesus, on the cross. And I think it's fair to say that one of the most iconic emblems of Good Friday would have to be the crown of thorns. Do you remember the story? Jesus claimed to be the divinely appointed King of the Jews, and he proved it to be true through, through his teaching and miracles. More and more people started following him. But all this extra attention made the self-serving religious leaders of the day jealous. They wanted Jesus dead. And so in a sham trial, they stirred up the crowd into a frenzy, calling for Jesus to be killed. Fearing an uprising, the cowardly governor, Pilate, condemned Jesus to, to die on a cross, even though he knew he was innocent. The Roman soldiers that uh, took Jesus away and, and they flogged him. And then they and all their buddies gathered round Jesus for a bit of cruel fun. They, they draped him in a, a scarlet robe, put a staff in his hand, you know, to make him look all kingly. And then one callous soldier completed the image by, by taking some thorny vines and, and twisting them together to form an improvised crown and then putting it on Jesus' head. After which they all knelt before Jesus, shouting, Hail, King of the Jews! But there was nothing sincere about their homage. 
They didn't really believe that Jesus was a king. No, for them, this was all mockery, uh, taunting and, and humiliating Jesus in these final moments before his execution. They spat on him and then, taking the staff out of his hand, they began beating him across the head with it, no doubt causing the sharp thorns to pierce his scalp. Here, read with me the account of this story as recorded for us in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 27, where we read, Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand. Then they knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews, they said. They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. And so the Roman soldiers enact a mock coronation with Jesus' crown of thorns, the embodiment of their rejection and, and unbelief. But it's important to note that the spiny crown on Jesus' head actually holds a, a far deeper meaning too. Because you see, when you read the Bible, you can't help but notice that, that thorns are actually quite symbolic. In fact, they're a symbol that we see right from the opening pages of the Bible. Uh, perhaps you remember when uh, God create, created the world, he, he made it a, a perfect place in which to live, an absolute paradise. No bushfires, no, no floods, no coronavirus. No, 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 no. It was a place of joy and peace and, and abundance. And in his love, God created people to enjoy this world and to rule over it with God as, as their loving ruler, as their king. But sadly, the first two people, Adam and Eve, made a choice that spoiled everything. You see, ultimately, they didn't want God to be their king. Instead, they wanted to live life their own way on their own terms, with, without God in the picture. And so they disobeyed him, eating the forbidden fruit, blatantly disregarding God's warning of what would happen if they did. And those first people, as they reached out to take that fruit, in a sense, it was a bit like they were actually reaching out to take the crown from off of God's head to put on their own. It was, you see, nothing short of rebellion, sedition, treason, or it's what the Bible calls sin. And sadly, that sin sinful, re rebellious nature in Adam and Eve has been passed on to all who have come after them. Because, yeah, sure, it, 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 it was their choice to sin that, that spoiled it for the rest of us, but sadly, it's a choice that we have all ratified through our own behaviour, in one way or another. The truth is, deep in all our hearts, there's a desire to live life where we're the ones calling the shots and not God. 
But of course, you do know what happens when 8 billion people all try to live as though they are the king, don't you? Well, you only have to watch the nightly news to answer that question. There's war and oppression and, and violent crime. Our world is a mess. But it's not just out there. It's in here too. It's in me and it's in you. You see, we're all rebels at heart. All, all sinners. I mean, why else do so many families struggle to stay together? Why does my kid's school need a, an anti-bullying program? Why does social media turn so toxic so easily? Because of sin. It's a problem we all have, me included. You know, later today, uh, my family is heading off on two weeks vacation. Yes, two weeks vacation. And this is going to be a, a bit of a different holiday for us. Because this time round, we've hired a small camper van. Even as I speak, it is sitting out in the church car park. And uh, as soon as the service is over today, we are out of here. Which is why no one at Face to Face Church this morning is allowed to speak to Beth at morning tea. Otherwise, we're never going to get away. Now, I'm really excited, really excited about this holiday. But you know what's funny? Over the last few weeks, when I've told people what we're doing, I've found myself saying the same thing again and again and again. You know what I've said? I've said, pray for us. Pray for us. And the thing is, no one has said, what do you mean, pray for us? Now, everyone gets it. Four people, one small van, two weeks, what could possibly go wrong? We might just end up being the ones on the nightly news. So yes, do please pray for us. But my point is simple. We're all sinners, all of us, my family included. But just as an earthly king can't simply ignore the traitors in his midst, neither can God. And so in keeping with what he had warned Adam and Eve... God's curse came upon the world. No longer would it be a perfect paradise for them. No, no. Now creation would oppose them at every turn. No longer would the, the ground burst forth with food to eat. No, instead, thorns and thistles would do battle with their crops. Now life would be hard, you see full of toil and pain, and ultimately, it would end in death. Here, read with me this passage from Genesis chapter 3, where God says to Adam and Eve, Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you. And you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Oh, how tragic. How tragic. Now, 
life would be marked with suffering and death. A constant reminder that our sin has put us at odds with the God who made us. And that we're under his judgment. And so it is we see right there in the opening pages of the Bible how thorns came to symbolise this curse of sin, this, this judgment of God. You know, it's a bit like when Adam and Eve tried to, to snatch that crown off of God's head. They ended up holding a spiky crown of thorns instead. Ouch! And indeed, sin and its consequences have reigned over us ever since the days of Adam and Eve. And, and we feel its effects every single day, don't we? In so many ways. Just a few weeks ago, I, I went to see a dermatologist because, because I had this small, this small spot on my back. I thought I should go get it checked out. Do you know what he said it was? An age ward. An age ward? Apparently, it's not even a ward. I mean, who names these things? Obviously, someone in their 20s. An age ward? Why not a beauty spot? A wisdom freckle? No, they had to call it an age ward. Now it's just another thing to add to the growing list of my bodily ailments. Failing eyesight... Yeah, creaky knees, fro frozen shoulder, age wart. But it's not just me, is it? No, it's, it's all of us. All of us. We, we all feel the thorns of the curse in one way or another. Whether it be the, the thorns of coronavirus or, or bushfires or floods. Or the thorns of cancer. Or the thorns of depression or the thorns of, of infertility, the thorns of disappointment, the, the thorns of bodies breaking down, the, the thorns of another funeral. We all feel the sharp thorns of the curse. Each prick a painful reminder that we are living in a world under the judgment of God. But if you consider that for a moment, you can't help but see the great irony of what the soldiers did to Jesus that first Good Friday. Because we know from the Bible that Jesus never sinned. That, that he never rebelled against his heavenly father, not, not even once. In fact, as God's son, he is the only one ever to live in perfect obedience to God. But there he is on that first Good Friday wearing a crown of thorns. A symbol of God's judgment on sin. The cruel soldiers who put it there are worthy of that crown. Cowardly Pilate is worthy of that crown. The, the jealous religious leaders are worthy of that crown. Sadly, you and me. We are, are worthy of that crown, but not Jesus. 
And when you think about it, surely that makes Good Friday the greatest crowning mix-up of all time. Because that crown on Jesus' head was never his to wear. But that doesn't mean it was a mistake. In fact, far from it. Because believe it or not, it was actually all part of God's great plan to save us. Because when Jesus died on the cross, the judgment of God that was meant for sinners like us was poured out on him instead he took our punishment why that we might not have to that we might be forgiven and and made righteous or or, or blameless in God's sight 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 puts it this way God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Do you get it? As Jesus died on the cross 2,000 years ago, he was wearing our crown, the crown we deserve, the crown woven with our sins. And yet, the curse that was on us was transferred onto the sinless head of Jesus. He faced our death to offer us a second chance that we might receive eternal life without suffering and death, where we can enjoy life with God and all his blessings forever. But why? 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 Why would Jesus do something like that? Well, as I think about that question, I can't help but think of my mum and dad. You know, for them, retirement hasn't quite turned out as they had hoped. Now, Ten years ago, my mum first felt the thorns of Parkinson's disease. And whilst there's only been a a slow decline, praise God, she often finds herself terribly, terribly tired and and unable to stand for any length of time. And so now, my dad does all the shopping. Now, now he's the one who who cooks each night. Now, he's the one who, who cleans the house. Now, his days are spent taking my mum to doctor appointment after doctor appointment It's certainly not the retirement he envisaged. So why? Why does he do it? Well, it's obvious, isn't it? He loves her. With all his heart, he loves her. In fact, I have no doubt that, that if my dad could take that Parkinson's disease right out of my mum's body by putting it into his own, he would. Because that's the depth of his love for her. Why would Jesus sacrifice himself for us, we ask? Well, because he loves us. Despite our sin, despite our our guilt, despite our, our rebellious hearts, he loves us. 
Jesus himself said in John chapter 15, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You see, love took Jesus to the cross for us to bear the curse we'd, in, we'd earned. And that friend is a, a love beyond compare. And yet, it's a love he still has for us today. Because you see, Easter doesn't end with a crown of thorns. No, 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 no. It, it ends with an empty tomb. That's because three days after Jesus died, God raised him to life again proving that his once-for-all sacrifice for sin had been accepted. Then, after uh, appearing to, to hundreds of people, Jesus ascended to God in heaven once more, where he now wears a very different kind of crown, a crown he thoroughly deserves and one that he alone is worthy of. For now God has crowned Jesus King of the world, and the Bible says that one day King Jesus will return to judge the living and the dead. It's what Christians often refer to as, as the second coming. We don't know when that will be, but we do know that on that day, all who have taken up his offer of forgiveness will be warmly welcomed into his heavenly kingdom. With those who haven't left outside, under the judgment of God's curse forever. Obviously, that makes this an offer that we cannot ignore. I don't know about you, but, but every day I, I am bombarded with offers. Uh, my email inbox is overflowing with them. You know, Half-price sales and uh, buy one, get one free deals. Most of these offers, you know, I, I don't even read. It's delete. But this offer Jesus makes, it's one that we can't afford to ignore. Ultimately, that would be to make the same mistake those Roman soldiers did all those years ago. It would be to respond to Jesus' claims with rejection and unbelief. And that would be a huge mistake. So friend, let me encourage you to accept Jesus' offer of salvation to you today. How can you do that? Well, you know, it's really quite easy. In fact, it's as simple as ABC. ABC, A, admit. A admit your sin to God. Acknowledging you deserve his judgment. B, believe Believe that Jesus died on the cross to save you from your sin and that through him you can be forgiven. And see, commit. Commit to stop living life for yourself and start living it for King Jesus. After all, Jesus gave his life in exchange for yours. What could you possibly offer in return other than your whole life? lived in his service. Reminds me of the story that's told about Queen Victoria, where one day uh, she, she heard a sermon about the cross and uh, she was so moved by it, what Jesus did, that, that afterwards she, she summoned the preacher to come to her 
And she said to him, Oh, how I wish the Lord would come during my lifetime. When the preacher asked her why, she famously replied, Because I wish to lay my crown at his feet. You see, she got it, didn't she? Jesus is worthy of it all. Now, chances are we don't have actual crowns to lay at Jesus' feet. That's certainly the case for Miss Columbia. Poor Miss Columbia. Now, we probably don't have actual crowns to lay at the feet of Jesus. But we can still humbly live for him. And friend, why? Why wouldn't, you, why wouldn't you want to? I mean, Jesus is the, the king of the world who laid down his life for you. He wore your crown of thorns and faced your judgment so that you'd never have to. To give you a forever without the painful thorns of this sin-saturated world. What a glorious, wonderful loving king he is. Why wouldn't you want to accept his offer of a second chance and bow your knee to him today? It's one crowning mix-up we don't have to groan at. Rather one that fills our hearts with gratitude and joy. Just ask Yu Ching, and the other, many others in our church like her. So, friend, let me ask, would you like to make Jesus your saviour and king today? If so, then let me lead you uh, right now through the ABCs of becoming a Christian. Now, I'll, I'll pray and you can simply follow along, speaking to God in the silence of your own heart. Let's pray. Dear God, I admit, I admit that I'm a sinner worthy of judgment and that I cannot save myself. Dear God, I believe, I believe that Jesus died for me and that today I, I want to receive, today I want to receive the forgiveness he offers. Dear God, I commit I commit to stop living for myself and to start living for Jesus as my King. Please help me as I strive to do this. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving a sinner like me, for wearing the crown of thorns I deserve and laying down your life for me. Thank you for the second chance you've given me. Please fill me with joy and thankfulness this Good Friday. And may it be my honour to live for you all my days. Amen.